0: Hello, and welcome to the HRD Live podcast. This week, I was joined by Cathy Desguess, CPO of Sodexo. Cathy, join me over the phone from Paris for a really wonderful conversation about purpose, empowerment, social consciousness, and more. Enjoy. Cathy, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you very much, Michael.
0: So first of all, then, how have you set about creating a performance culture at Sodexo and, and Why?
1: Well, first, uh, you know, I'd like to start with some uh, context. Um, Sodexo is a is a family business. It was uh, founded in the south of France uh, in Marseille back in sixty uh, six by Mr. Pierre. Bellon. And today, uh, his daughter is actually the chairwoman of the uh, of the board. Um, and Sodexo, you know has a, a clear mission to improve the the quality of life of our clients, consumers, employees. And the communities in which we uh, we operate. Um, actually, today are uh, one of our key pillars. As the strategy of the company is to uh, nurture talent. We're, we're a service company. Our asset is people. It's the alpha and the omega of everything we're doing. With you know 460,000 people uh, sitting in 82 uh, countries today. So um who provide services to our uh, clients and, and consumers and, and traditionally the the history of the the family um uh, is uh is based on very very strong uh, people values and has made uh, Sodexo a, a great place to work um you know uh, uh, 20 30 40 years of seniority in Sodexo is actually uh uh, very common uh, everywhere we we operate. I mean, people are extremely loyal uh, and attached to those values and and the culture of uh, uh, of the company. And we've enjoyed uh, significant success over the years. Um, and we attribute a lot of that success to our greatest asset. Again, uh, our people as a as a service company. However, you know, in recent years, the the world is evolving very 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 fast, and competition has become Um, fierce, um, different um, spread and more aggressive and it's been more and more challenging to actually retain uh, business, uh, grow at the pace we were used to and of course to attract, uh, develop and retain uh, talent for us. So uh, that's the context really for introducing this uh, performance-led culture at, at Sodexo because uh, you know, to to uh, to succeed and grow, uh, we need to have people who are engaged, motivated, um, and rewarded uh, fairly based on on what they they contribute. So we um, uh, introduced an evolution of what was the the previous platform and process to actually assess and develop performance for uh, for our people. And to drive a performance culture, it's really, again, about engaging and motivating employees. So they're at their best um and and rewarded for their uh, their achievement
0: right and and I suppose what's crucial then is helping them to to be engaged and motivated in that performance culture how, how do you go about doing that whilst simultaneously helping to understand their contribution to the business and maintaining that connection between the individual and the wider organization uh,
1: in order to engage and motivate people I think the first thing is to, for them to understand how they contribute individually to collective success of of the company. Um, You know, how they see their individual objectives and contribution play a role in helping to deliver that strategy. Uh, A connection, a clear connection between your own job and the overall uh, strategy. So you feel empowered, you take on it for what you do, uh, and, of course, you know understand your your contribution. So we actually introduced three new uh, concepts to the way we uh, assess uh, performance for our people. One is tell them what is expected. So again, defining clear, um, simple individual objectives um, in at the beginning of the year uh, and and in collaboration with uh, with the manager. Uh, is important, right? I mean, collective goals are okay, but if you feel that uh, you have no uh, direct impact on those objectives, then uh, it, you you tend to uh, to to disengage. So that's that's the first pillar of this culture of of performance. The second uh, big concept is <clears throat> help them to get there through continuous development. I, I think the cycle of performance can't be the beginning of the the year and the end of the year. It's a continuum, right? It's really something you do together with your manager, um, iteration, uh, circular uh, development versus linear development through feedback, coaching, and not only from your manager, but from uh, all the people with whom you interact. So we also introduced this um, notion of 360 uh, degree feedback. So you can actually solicit feedback along the year from uh, many, many different people um and and at the end, the third pillar is really uh to to hold people accountable um and reward their success. so we've also introduced a new uh, compensation philosophy for the company on tying performance to a reward uh much much more um clearly uh to uh to their contributions and uh, um and performance so that we can incentivize people um in a way that's uh that's absolutely fair and, and back to our values of you know being a, a company uh promoting uh quality of life uh for employees or consumers and also our our communities uh i think this is um m- much uh, uh much closer to the uh, the company's uh, values and and culture, right, of and, uh, entrepreneurship and people being empowered and people, you know, uh, uh, developing and growing the organization through uh, empowerment and accountability. So it's not a revolution here, it's really an evolution to put employees back in the driver's seat and with the help of their managers um to grow and develop and no surprise at the end of the year it is a continuum it is 360 and it's uh defined and rewarded in a way that's more individual and um and and fair and understood uh, from our employees so that's uh that's how we uh, uh we introduced this um this uh, performance capital led uh, um, platform uh, and and, um, and process for, for the entire organization.
0: Wonderful. So aside from that, why is it important to Sedexo from an HR perspective, that your business is socially conscious?
1: Well, firstly, you know, I think it's fair to say that uh, in this day and age, uh, any organization operating without a social conscious um, will have a short-lived uh, success. I think it's the right thing to do, and as a a company that focuses on doing good business in a good way, uh, Sodexo puts a lot of focus on corporate responsibility. Uh, Second, from a commercial point of view, uh, in an increasingly competitive environment, it's important to differentiate yourself from uh, competition, from others. And at Sodexo, our differentiator is our commitment uh, to corporate social uh, responsibility. Uh, commitments we make to the environment, to diversity, uh, and inclusion, and to supporting the local communities in which we operate. I mean, it helps us not only to win and retain business uh, but to also attract talent. I mean, people increasingly want to work for a company that has a social conscious um, and and as well as you know providing them with an environment in which they can thrive and and contribute to uh, a greater purpose. So, um, you know, for example, I mean, th- through our research, uh, we know that millennials, who will represent seventy-five percent of the global workforce by uh, twenty twenty-five. I mean, it's it's, uh, it's it's a lot of the people that uh, will employ. I mean, those millennials uh, want to work for an organization that uh, that fosters innovative thinking, uh, develop their skills, and. Make a positive contribution to society. I mean, it's a massive differentiator. Uh, my job is to interview uh, uh, a lot of people, uh, um, you know, uh, to attract uh, uh, people. Or I speak at universities, and I see that you know this generation is definitely uh, taking this piece into consideration as a as a massive differentiator for them to start a career and uh, and pursue a career. So by having a, a social conscious of, uh, and leading the way in corporate uh, responsibility, uh, we can ensure that we're seen as, a, as an attractive employer by, by those uh, those future leaders. They're the pipe they are the pipeline of, uh, of, uh, of leadership for us. so extremely important again commercially and from a uh, human resources perspective. So
0: So how do you, how think, do you intra- think HR can become, can become a stronger partner in business strategy? strategy?
1: Well, HR is a a business enabler, right? And and that means, you know, our purpose is to partner with the business to ensure that they're effectively resourced to fulfill their strategic priorities. So this is the role of any HR uh, or people community uh, in any company, industrial, banking. In a company like Sodexo, where, again, um, your asset is a person, men and women, who deliver services to other uh, men and women, the dimension of HR is, uh, is different. I think, again, um, we not only enable the business to grow with you know, providing the right level of skills and talent at the right time in the right job, uh, we are really at the forefront of the business strategy. And in terms of of partnership, I think uh, that gives again a, a different dimension and much broader um, scope and impact and value add strategically for uh, for our function. For example, I mean we, we you know have an ambition to grow uh, China by 2025 significantly. In China, we face high attrition rates. And so it means that if we want to reach this objective of of growth, we need to hire in China about forty eight thousand people every year. It's massive. When you look at the demographics in China, it's an aging population because of the the sole uh, child uh, policy for you know uh, uh, many decades. There's a very limited e- immigration in in China. Uh, And we are based, our business is mostly based in those big, uh, large uh, urban centers. Uh, The population in China that's available for our jobs probably doesn't sit in those big urban centers. And we're going to soon face a shortage of of resources, qualified resources, for the jobs we're going to offer in China. So this is where the HR function partners with the business upfront to define a business model and to say, okay, based on uh, the the, the labor available in China, the type of skills and population we're looking for, where we're geographically based in China, we're going to reach a limit. Therefore, based on this input, how do we define a business model and a strategy that we that will allow us to grow in China up to our ambition uh, without being limited uh, by the human demographic factor in China. That's an example. That's R&D. Uh, that's engineering and that's supply chain in industrial companies. That's what we do as HR in a service um, company. Beyond everything else, managing the life cycle of an employee. Again, attracting. Uh, developing and retaining employees, we also, again, step very, very early in the uh, definition of the business strategy because it's a business of service made of people serving other people. So it's, uh, it's fascinating, uh, the, the role of, uh, of HR in, in, in a company like Sodexo. Again, with the values and culture we have, um, best job uh, ever.
0: So speaking speaking of of strategy, strategy, then, I know that uh, uh, diversity diversity and inclusion inclusion is very important to you. you. What does a a real and effective effective diversity and inclusion strategy look like to you? Yeah,
1: you know, we we know uh, that diversity is good for business and it's not just gender uh, diversity, right? It's uh, the cultures, the origins, generations, uh, disability, um, sexual orientation. It's all inclusive. And the case of establishing a truly diverse workforce at all organizational levels is compelling. The, the moral argument is, is weighty enough, uh, but the financial impact as proven by, by multiple studies uh, makes it a, no, a no-brainer. Um, we know that gender-balanced teams perform much better than teams that are um, in, in balance. I would say. Um, an effective DNI strategy delivers two critical benefits. One for sure attracting talent and contributing to um, client and consumer satisfaction is two. Yeah. as a company, um, having your employees mirroring the demographics of your clients and your consumers is um, absolutely a need. It's again a key uh, differentiator, as you know, you're competing against others. If you can put in front of your consumers and your clients people with cultures, origins, uh, you name it, that will um, uh, fit with with them, it, it is absolutely uh, absolutely absolutely important. Um, so at Sodexo, we need to make sure our company is an attractive place to work, a place uh, where you know, future talent can see themselves developing their career, being recognized for their efforts, and contributing to the, the success of the business. And having a diverse and inclusive culture where people can bring their whole self to work uh, is becoming increasingly important when looking uh, for an employer. Um, it's about diversity, but it's about how people feel uh, working in the company. And this is when the uh, cultural inclusion um, is, is so important. The younger generations are motivated uh, by different factors, um, and we have to, you know, be tuned into uh, uh, this to be able to offer them an attractive, uh, uh, you know, uh, workplace where they feel uh, totally uh, Totally safe, uh, physically, mentally, uh, to work. Uh, We're a multi-generational um, company. I was reading an article yesterday about you know four generations now um, uh, co-hosted in company. That's also a place uh, a place for diversity and and inclusion. So it's the what uh, what we do as an organization to uh, attract, uh, retain, develop, but that's also how. We're going to develop a culture where people uh, feel uh, that they can, again, be themselves uh, in the workplace and feel uh, completely comfortable to to contribute to uh, to the collective success. So very, 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 uh, very important.
0: Finally, Cathy. What would be your top tips for HR and people leaders who want to create this kind of change that you have, this kind of performance culture in their organizations, but they haven't the faintest idea of where to begin? What would you tell them?
1: So we're still at the uh, early stages of our uh, journey. To be, um, uh, to be honest and be humble. Uh, so we keep a pulse on the changes we're uh, making uh, at all levels in the organization. So. Um, but if I had to probably stress a, a few things, um, it starts with trust and respect. Those two pillars are essential to any change anyone um, drives. Too often, I mean, we, we, we feel the need to be prescriptive with our people, and, and particularly in companies with a very, very uh, hierarchical structure. Uh, there's sometimes a tendency to have a, a parent-child way of, of working, um, and and I think at the end, we need to think that we employ people based on their capability and, and competency to do a job, um, trust human nature, respect people's decisions and ideas. Um, we just need, again, to be clear on what's expected of them in their jobs, and then Trust them to take ownership for how they deliver on those expectations. Uh, the The role of a manager, to me, is absolutely key uh, to the success of an organization. They are in the middle of um, of everything we do, right? They 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 support. Uh, they actually help their teams be successful. Get uh, get there um, where they are expected. So they are a key key component of of a change of performance to support uh, their teams. And people, I think, are more likely to perform at their best if uh, if we give them the right tools and the right environment to do their job effectively. We talked about diversity and, inclus- and inclusiveness. The uh, work environment is absolutely uh, fundamental to somebody being engaged and, and feeling good at work. Um, giving people the ownership to define how they deliver their role with a clear framework of what we expect from them, with the right level of support, development, um, people will feel empowered and therefore, you know, more engaged to play their role in improving business performance and become those change agents. Versus, you know, managing a change—it's—it's—it's it's, it's helping people stepping up at a level where they feel absolutely comfortable. Uh, adding value to the organization um, the, the the value we have of the spirit of progress is is about innovation and so how do we uh, take those people to really uh, uh, comment and, and propose um, uh, uh, ideas uh, suggestions um, challenging the status quo and, and so forth and so on so um, again beginning of the journey um uh, and and uh, and we'll keep iterating based on the feedback we receive from our employees and managers um everywhere in the organization
0: an inspiring note to end on there Cathy. thank you so much for joining us it's been fascinating and um, i hope you can join us again soon
1: thank you very much michael it was uh, my pleasure
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the HRD Live podcast with Cathy Desques, CPO of Sodexo. If you enjoyed this episode, you can subscribe on hrdconnect.com via iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts for a new episode every single week. See you next time.